story. Welcome back to Pilot Boys. It's me, Caesar, and Karen. Hello. Today we're doing devs. What'd you think, Karen? <laughs> Why do you always start off with what I think? What did you think, Caesar? I really liked it. I thought it was ambitious. It was a lot to take on in an hour. This is, of course, the new Alex Garland TV show. Of course. Part of uh, FX. Of course. Of course. The Our FX pal? Hulu partnership. The notorious yeah. FX Hulu partnership. And Infamous? We thought... I thought it was going to be... I mean, we knew it was going to be some weird shit. You were very excited for yeah, it. Yeah, because I saw the trailer and I was like, this is going to be some weird shit. So I'm, I'm on board. And then I watched it and I was like, damn, this is some weird shit. I'm on board. And this is exactly kind of what I wanted from uh, <laughs> Alex Garland. Shit. I don't know. Yeah. What did you think? Um, I think I'm more, so I didn't dislike it. It's just that I'm very confused by it all. And I feel like I need to watch more of it. Okay. In order to like really like say that I like it. I don't know. Like, I feel like I felt about Annihilation. At the end of the day, I really liked Annihilation, but it was only after having time to think about it and like to process it Mm. that I like could confidently say that I liked it. With this one, because it's a show, the first episode left me with a lot of questions that makes it kind of hard for me to say, like, yes, I am a fan. Okay. Uh, but I am I am interested, and I want to see more of it. All right, so recap. Part one. We're introduced uh, to a couple. We're introduced to a couple Francisco. in San Francisco, and they work for the same company. Uh, different Amaya, departments. Amaya Securities. And Sergio... Is having this presentation that he's going to give to the the CEO or the the main guy, and it's about predicting this nematodes movement based on this algorithm. He Ron Swanson, Forrest, the CEO, is so impressed that he offers him a job at Devs. They the next day they go to Devs, a top secret department, a top secret department that's like this cube, this like gold cube. He explains. All of the security, they go inside, and he kind of just like sits him there and says, "It'll come to you." And has like sits him in front of a computer. Yeah, and he has to just read code. He doesn't really give him a directive or anything. So he sits there and he gives. He had given him this one warning that the only thing that he can't do is bring anything in or out. So no recording. So Sergey fucking takes out his watch or he, he programs like, his oh, watch yeah. he's just like yeah now is the time now, now is the, time, is the perfect to... time so he starts recording the code and then he walks out nervous and then he runs into nick offerman and he kills him that's the end of part one i mean well f- first of all i think the goal with the first episode was like let's the not goal? tell them anything about what's going on I, I mean in some ways i feel like there was no hand-holding narratively or like mm. for the audience yeah we're and just felt, like thrusted into thrust we yeah. just thrust and i found that yeah they thrust into it into us and i found that really exciting like i found the fact that there was this world where i didn't know what was happening i didn't know what i was watching and i was fascinated i was into it 
I like the fact that it's something that I don't know. I, I got like a sense of wonder. Like I'm I'm excited to find out mm-hmm. what things are. Yeah. And I also feel like, you know, original shit is just so few and far between now. So seeing something this ambitious on TV and it's not like it's not based on anything. It's not based on it's just brand new shit and I'm just excited to watch it. I feel the same way that I felt when I saw a Westworld for the first time. Mm. Like it was that sense of like excitement and wondering, you don't know what the fuck is Mm -hmm. gonna happen. Yeah, I see that. I see that I see that comparison. So yeah, I'm excited to see what's going on. And I think thematically obviously but also in this some is your ways, shit yeah like you're this is your shit I'm like, like a, you love shit I'm like, like this. a pig and shit truly and, <laughs> and also like i think for people who like i mean i don't know this this couldn't be like scanner darkly is very much about philosophy this one seems like it's more about like similar but more like science philosophy mm-hmm. kind of shit i mean it also reminds me of legion another yeah. effects show like in terms of like this like the look of the show, yeah. it looks like Legion. It also feels like Mr. But, Robot in the way they shoot mm. things. Like the when the girlfriend goes and meets her ex-boyfriend. It's like like voyeuristic. Yeah. You know, I feel like that like Mr. Robot was very voyeuristic. Yeah. Like the way the camera angles make it seem like you're in the room with them. Yeah. Or, or like you're sitting in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I think so I think I guess we'll get started with the first theme. The one that stood out the most to me is well. Actually, I still want to talk ahead. about more of the world and like sure, sure, sure. Right off the bat, I think that it's interesting how they show because it takes place in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and I think like it really shows you like the wonder of San Francisco and like why are you so no 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 i like i'm thinking about like how i'm trying to get you to admit that we just came back from san francisco a week ago but it's not like i need you to say that right now i mean we did but i don't think that that is the reason why i'm saying it i think it was very purposeful and in those opening shots sure but i did feel that way i'm not gonna lie san francisco opening up like the dawn of the day the fog rolling in i the the picture that sticks out in the in my mind is like the fog rolling in. Yeah. I think that was like kind of ominous. Yeah. And like, is that foreshadow in like, we're supposed to be in awe of the show and yeah. like the world of the show, but also a little scared of it at the sure. same time. Like there's something on the horizon, mm-hmm. but also what you're not saying to the audience is that when we were watching, you're like, Hey, we just went there. You remember that? You remember when you said that? Anyway, I think this is a nice transition <laughs> into my larger point. About I just skip ahead and just go straight there, and then we'll go into some of the other themes. I think the fact that you mentioned San Francisco as the setting of the world is important because one of one of the things that they also show with that, on top of your the images that they overlay and like to mm, set setting, they show images of homeless people. They show like this image of this guy like screaming as a, like a cathartic exercise, and then we also see that the two two of the the main characters they have a homeless person who lives in front of their house. Mm-hmm. So this idea of homelessness is pervasive throughout the setting. On top of just showing the landscapes, they also showed the realities because the show is centered around technology. And I thought that was a nice touch. Or what did you think about the way they presented free will versus determinism in, in, in the first episode? What are your thoughts? They were very 
clear that that's going to be the main conflict of the series. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. Right? Mm -hmm. But I don't think that they gave us, like, an answer. It just gave us, like, this character's philosophy. Well, there is no answer, is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, in terms of, like, homelessness, like, does it show us that... It's also very surface. Just how... But just how Nick Offerman's genius character, just how he finds people expendable, like, we also find people expendable in in the way that we view homeless people. Mm -hmm. We don't really... We dehumanize them also. Mm. We think of them as, like, objects standing in our way. So you're saying, like, there's parallels between... Yeah, like, if that's... I mean, that's how they show the main characters. Yeah. You know, like... One of them is just like they. As soon as they get out of the apartment, like one of them is upset. Like, oh, why is he like? Why is he sitting there? Yeah. Why is he sleeping there? When it's our apartment building, and the other character's like, "Hey, sup? How's it going?" She's Lily. Yeah. The the person we haven't talked about much. She's, Which is the second half of the yeah. Episode. She's the one that like says hi to him and like gives him a name, like calls him by his by his name. Yeah. And so. Maybe it's about that. Maybe it's the fact that we find people expendable in different facets of our lives. Perhaps. But I think the first episode, the first half of the episode is the philosophical, philosophically heavy stuff. And the second half is just like a find out what happened to like it's 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 built in that way. The show presents determinism in this way where like Sergey. Sergey, you're like mad <laughs> because <laughs> because I know how I know why this is happening. This is happening because you were reading the subtitles and you're reading how it was spelled instead of actually listening to how they said his name. No, I heard it. I just keep wanting to say Sergey. I don't know why. Because you know how it's spelled and it's spelled Sergey. <laughs> Sergey. Anyways, so Sergio presented his project where they can map a nematode so they can predict what that nematode can do based on an algorithm built on its nurture or some some fucking jargon that they give so the show presents determinism when sergey goes to nick offerman and he presents this this project that he has where he can predict the this nematode that's like a simple organism and that's the first time it presents determinism later once sergey <laughs> once sergio decides to steal the code from nick offerman's cube nick offerman gives a big spiel about determinism yes those are the two times they present it so i want to know and i think we've already had we haven't had this conversation on pod but do you think that the show is pro determinism or pro free will i think it will try to make an argument for free will okay and i think that nick offerman's character wants there to be free will why do you say that you don't think so well i mean yeah because i told you my theory already (laughs) fucking thief why 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 do you think that nick offerman wants free will so keeping in line with this conversation about free will versus determinism i think that because those are two things that are very biblical and i think the show is very concerned with like these biblical ideas like we see retribution we see betrayal we see like these big 
biblical kind of things we associate with like the stories in the Bible. So I think that what's happening, or this is why I think it's kind of a creationist story in some ways. I mean, like a micro version of it, not as like elaborate. So Sergio, after he, he gets the job from presenting, he presents that, that project, Nick Offerman offers him a job at the devs department. It's this mysterious department where he doesn't really give much explanation as to what's going on. So once they get to the, the this this cubes or what what is the dev department, they he explains to them that there's all this security and and then inside there is kind of like this utopia for nerds or for coders or whatever it is. And he essentially tells him that he can do whatever he wants. He just has to follow these rules. And the first thing that happens is he betrays those rules. So to me, I mean, obviously it's like the fucking it's like the Garden of Eden. And I think that this could be a trial in some ways that Forrest, Nick Offerman, is running on these people to see if they're like actually down to have free will. Like maybe perhaps he found people who have already, you know, accepted some version of free will. Because Allison Pill, which is Nick Offerman's assistant, she tells once, once, Sergey is in the devs department. He's he's looking at the code. He's like, if this is true, this changes everything. He says, no, this changes nothing. And that's kind of true. Like, if free will is true or not, you know, like if it's real or not, it does not change anything. Really. Mm-hmm. Or if it's possible to predict everything that we're going to do. Like, like, what does the knowledge of you knowing that you have free will give you? Nothing. What is the knowledge of you knowing that everything's determined? nothing like you just you're just depressed or you're not depressed you just get to choose like it doesn't really matter is i think what the big point is here personally Mm -hmm. and yeah that's why i think that this is kind of a biblical story and i think that he might be maybe this is just like theorizing but he might be trying to create simulations of like will people choose free will yeah. And if they choose free will, will they choose to worship me? And by worshiping me, just do what I ask them to do. Mm. Will people choose free will? What does it mean to choose free will? How will people choose free will if there is no free will? Well, that's assuming that you think that there is no free will. No, but you just said that like... Well, in the real world, for sure... They have already given textual evidence in the text that determinism is kind of right to an extent, at least in that cube, which almost seems like it's in a separate, like it's separate from the earth. It's just like its own little thing. Mm-hmm. It seems like, yeah, they're giving, he's giving them a choice to have a choice. The only thing is you can't break this rule. The theory might not hold up completely, but I think more than anything, it's just like, I mean, I, I think that, yeah, it is possible that he's having, like, a test run of it. Like, yeah. will these people stick to the script or will they, you know, deviate from the script? Yeah. And I mean, and we also get to see, and I, I told you this already, we get to see kind of, like, what would happen if God... Was one of us? Yeah. <laughs> Just a stranger on the bus. If God, like, you know, dealt retribution for, you know, not not obeying him. And, like, you see him, you, like, check on man's upstairs, and he's, like, devastated. Like, oh, my God, that was so hard. 
work is hard like he says shit like that <laughs> he like tweets out like oh my god today was so hard at work like he says shit like that and yeah. if that's the case then because we haven't talked about this character at all but like what is his like katie his assistant right well we assume his assistant his right hand person what does know. she do you know like that's just like god's clerk come on that's god's secretary she's an angel yeah this isn't like a one-to-one karen come on this is like well, I don't know. I was asking if like you knew anything or if you had any theories behind it. Because he even says like you're the you know you're smarter and wiser than me. Yeah. So like, what does that mean? She's God too, obviously. Maybe she's the one running everything. No, she's God number two. God two, like second part. No, but what if she's the one that's running everything and he's just following her orders? Could be. We'll never know until we we'll watch never it. Know. All right, so let's move into the second half of the episode, part two. His girlfriend looks for Sergi. Her name is Lily. She goes to her job. She reports him missing. And Nick Offerman, Forrest, gets involved. And he goes to the police. And eventually they find this video where he just lights himself on fire in front of the statue. Lily downloads the his the data or like the last last thing of it. Like he, she downloads his data onto her phone and she finds a Sudoku app, which is kind of like something that he doesn't do. And she finds out that it might have something. So she goes to her ex-boyfriend to see if he can break the code. And that's kind of the end of the first episode. So it's these two parts. The first part is about like, you know, presenting the mystery and like what this department is. And the second part is about this human interest of this person she lost, possibly surrounding this mystery i mean the second half was a little more straightforward like it wasn't anything crazy or special necessarily and i don't know did you like the second half not particularly i don't think that she's the best actress Hmm. she just doesn't emote much yeah but both of both sergio and lily don't emote much the centerpiece in terms of acting is definitely a nick offerman Sure. And Allison Pill. Alice and Pill. Yeah, I agree. Because I don't think I don't find the other two that compelling. Yeah. Or even her ex boyfriend who she recruits to help her. I like, agree. I don't think that he's compelling either. Like in terms of like just acting, it's just meh. Yeah, I think the acting of the show is like kind of what holds it back sometimes. Yeah. Because I think conceptually everything's pretty much there. Yeah, but I mean that's probably because like it's so high concept that like they spent all of their money, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, guys, we we gotta get they're actors like, all now. Right, all right, sets done, expensive cameras done, CGI done. And he's just like, all right, how much money do we have left? Five dollars. <laughs> put out like a fucking Craigslist ad, and it's them. Mm-hmm. And they were not very good. They were. But his maybe accent, they get better. His accent seemed fake. Mm. I mean, I do want to say that I have a Ukrainian, Ukrainian friend, friend, and that was not it. Not that he was Ukrainian, but close-ish. Anyway. So, yeah, I thought that the second half wasn't as compelling as the first half. But I mean, I feel like it was also kind of necessary. Mm-hmm. Maybe it would have worked better if they had found a way to kind of like not have it divided like that but i guess you can't do that narratively but i feel like if they had like 
shuffled it, like juxtaposed the super heady stuff with kind of like, you know, the search. Like if they would have played with it in terms of like time, you know, like if they had done one of those things, I probably would have liked it more because separating them like that would really like, you have to invest into like the her looking for the boyfriend even though you know that he's dead i don't know yeah like i i, I liked it they overall. just also like we're introduced to them like kind of like arguing over like this like code yeah right and, which like, is supposed to be what like why did they even bring that up because i feel Sudoku? like it's supposed to be like that's what i thought i thought that the reason why they brought it up is because it has to do with his code that he used for you know what i mean mm. like that's gonna be the clue like that's what he encrypted the sudoku app with yeah because everything so everything i'm seeing in the first episode i'm like okay they're foreshadowing they're, they're planning it there for something so that's what i was thinking but, but we're never shown how much the actors themselves just don't have chemistry mm-hmm. and the, it doesn't seem like they're like madly in love with each it other. It was like surgical. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, oh, I'm really happy for you in this opportunity. Oh, good luck. I love you. Like, yeah. even when they're like, he has like this big presentation to give, and like, he's like nervous, and she's like reassuring him. Like, it doesn't seem Mm-mm. like there's anything there. Yeah. So I, I'm just not invested in them as like a couple, or like this drive that she has to look for him. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. So, yeah, I think the weakest part of the episode was the second part where we're introduced to Lily. And it seems that she's going to be the dry, like the protagonist of the show going forward. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, maybe it gets better. I hope it gets better. Hmm. I mean, I thought the first episode was good. But I just, I yeah, I think that the clunky stuff was, like, the acting. And also, like, I think, I mean, I don't know. It seems like Alex Garland, this is the second time. It might be a third time. In Annihilation, he had a similar story about like a wife and a and a husband and that how that relationship informed their current trauma or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And this one seems similar. Like it seemed like that part of Annihilation, except like we get to see it this time. We get to see Oscar Isaac die. Mm-hmm. And then she goes to look. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it almost seems very similar in terms of like story structure. Like bereaved wife mm-hmm. or girlfriend goes to look for in search of yeah, and then it's like a journey into the unknown. Hmm. Interesting. But it's not compelling. <laughs> it was compelling in Annihilation. Yeah. Because you, you kind of believe that they were together. Because mm-hmm. they're both great act, actors, performers, whatever. Yeah. I think uh, yeah, I think that's that's a good observation. I, I do have fact- to say, though, like, I am interested, or I have to give them kudos for, like, contracting Asian actors and actresses, or actors, mm. putting them at the forefront, because I think that's really important, mm. Asian representation. Is this the same Asian you said that was not a good actor? Maybe. And I said, I hope she gets better. Oh, okay. Like, I have to give him kudos for at least representation. Oh, okay. I just have to make sure of that point that you were just making right now. Oh, okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe she gets better. Like, we didn't... We weren't... Also, like, it's supposed to be like she's like... They're both coders, so they're not supposed to emote much. Yeah. You know? So maybe it's like that. 
But that, that also is annihilation. They don't. They both don't emote much. Yeah. Except, I mean, they do, but like it seems like within boundaries. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, I think that if they had made the character, I think you're right. If they had made the characters more interesting, because the characters aren't that interesting, is the thing. The only one that's interesting is Forrest. The yeah, she's just yeah. Even like the first half. I mean, that's that's. That's my big. That's our biggest issue with it. Like the second half of it, like we as an audience, like are only invested really in like the first part. Like the first part of the episode feels like a like a short film. True. You know, like yeah. from beginning to end. Like you could even argue like it's like a short film about determinism. Yeah. Right. Or free will. Like I mean, and or free will, and then all of a sudden it's just like this afterthought of like, oh wait, now we have this whole season to go on and like we've run out about like we've we've what is it we've uh we're just saying exhausted exhausted all of our like resources yeah i agree i mean i'm curious to see what's gonna happen because it i mean it's obviously more than what we're giving it yeah and i mean it's gonna be like it's a mini series so maybe a pilot isn't exactly but you mentioned also and i guess we'll finish with this is it you said it's like an anti-pilot why do you say that? Is it for the same reasons that I liked it? Like in terms of what? That you're just confused by everything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Yeah. I mean, yeah. I agree. I think it left us... I mean, maybe that's what... A, who knows what a good pilot is supposed to do, right? I don't know. Was this a good? Was this a good pilot? I think so. I think one of the main things that a pilot needs to do is get you interested. And this got me interested, for sure. Is it a pilot to like traditional like could this work for like other shows i don't think so i think the fact that it's like well one that it's a miniseries but also the fact that it's like so it's so like high concept Mm -hmm. i think they have to avoid like traditional pilot stuff yeah because then it wouldn't it wouldn't be like i don't know like quote-unquote prestige television it would just be another like formula type thing I think it's like an anti-pilot because you can't watch it standalone. Okay. Right? Like, a pilot is supposed to give you, like, this is what we want out of the show. Mm-hmm. But what is it that we want out of the show? Like, we only find out, like, mid-pilot that this is going to be the thing that's important. And then we find out that it's not that important. Yeah. Like, yeah, they, they keep they keep changing it on us. But I kind of like that. I think for this this one, it just all it needs to do is get me interested. Mm. And I think the first half, they put all the all the the good shit in the front, mm-hmm. and then the rest of it was not as compelling. But it compelled me enough to like want to keep watching. I think, and to find out what the mystery is. I think yeah. the mystery, the mystery, and kind of like the lack of exposition, yeah, is what has created the most intrigue and interest mm-hmm. for me. Anything else? Yeah, I mean, I just feel like it. It feels like a like a movie, you know, just a long format movie. Yeah, and I can see how that wouldn't work for you, because it hasn't even set up the things that you're gonna care about. Yeah. But it's like half of a movie, though. Like, I can see, I don't know. I can like, see how that's frustrating. Like, I need to have, and I've t- I've talked to you before about this. I've said this before. Like, I need to have somebody to root for here. Sure. And if I'm supposed to root for Lily. 
I don't know. Like, I feel like she's, you and I both agree that she's definitely the weakest part of that entire episode. And we're supposed to root for her. She's supposed to be our main protagonist. Yeah. I don't know. Like, is that enough she's for not, me? You know? She's not the best one to, like, yeah. get behind. All right. Anything else? The set, the, the music. Yeah. The music was fucking it's great. It's so eerie and creepy. Yeah. And I mean, like, I really liked it. It really <laughs> set the tone for the show. Yeah. And also, like, kind of futuristic. It felt at points like like a Blade Runner. Yeah, and I don't know. It, it really, really, and then like, I think also just the sound design, like when he's running away out of the cube and mm-hmm. he runs into. I mean, that sounds like, like annihilation, also though. Like a what? It, like it sounds like the like an annihilation sound yeah, mixing, and but it really does sell the suspense. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, no, it it really does. Yeah, like the buzzing sound when they're in the cube. Yeah so eerie and like it made me a little nauseous too yeah really i I mean i think visually it's a fucking pretty show like Mm -hmm. it's it's fun to look at all right let's move into the ratings what would you give it i don't know what would you give it i'd go as a first episode i'd say four because i think it had again it, it it got me interested and wanted to watch it i cared about the antagonist more than anything I wanted to yeah. find out more. I mean, we, uh, what if he's the protagonist we just don't even know yet? Yeah, there's that too. Yeah. Like he might easily be. We don't know if he's the antagonist. I mean, like, they're positioning to him to be the antagonist because he literally had somebody killed. Yeah. And we don't even know if like Lily's the main character or not. It seems like she might be. But S- Sergey really felt like kind of disposable. Like, I don't know. I didn't really... I felt I was bad not, for him. <laughs> I felt bad for him, but also, like, I didn't care about him all that much. Also, does that mean that he was, like, actually, like, a sleeper agent? Could whatever? be. Or just the, onto his fourth startup, failed startup. So I'd go for it. What would you go? In terms of, like, how the show looked, I, like, I, I kind of want to give, like, the first half a rating and the second half a rating. That's fair. I'll accept that. Um, I think the first half was a four. Okay. It's very strong. But the second half is like a three. So it's like maybe, three and a half for you? Overall. Maybe less than a three. <laughs> <laughs> a two point eight. I don't know. Like I just I wish it was better. So yeah, maybe three three point eight for me. Okay. Overall. I respect that. How long do you see this going for? <laughs> ten ten seasons. Yeah, yeah. And a movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you hear that, Mr. Garland? Oh, yeah, because he definitely listens to this podcast. Uh, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Mr. Hey. Garland, what are you doing here? That's me, Alex Garland. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to say, Natalie Portman? I'm, like, super cool, and I went to Harvard. Hell, yeah. Um, And I love this podcast. You, you heard it here first. Peace. Rate us. Ooh,